Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, good morning. Welcome to Direct Line. Uh, what, what day is it? Is it October 21? Is that right? I, think? I guess it is. Man, Greg Taylor, Stephanie Spangler. I got to be honest with you. I'm really in a scatterbrained mode mm-hmm. as we get ready to record because all I have on my mind is Africa. You're going to Africa. In two weeks. I, that's coming that up crazy? really quick. Yeah. So give me some advice. You've been to Africa uh-huh. five years ago. Well, the only time, yeah, I guess. Right? About five I've years seen ago. pictures. Yeah, pictures, yeah. I've seen you in the, the dental, what do they call them? The scrubs? Scrubs. Yes. Yeah. Do you have some yet? I don't know if they're going to let me wear scrubs huh. or not. I don't think they're letting me near any of the dental stuff. Well, my advice is. Yes. If I mean, my ankles swell on an airplane, so. Okay. I don't know if yours too or not. What do you do for that? You take a water pill. Yeah, I don't think I'm taking any water pills, probably. It's just pills, a long probably. flight. Yeah. Yes. And just be careful what you eat. Okay. Be did careful. you get sick? I did not. Okay. I was very careful. But one of the trip members got sick. Right. Is that right? Right. I, feel, I think not. if you drink something, you yeah. know, that's not like out of a sealed bottle, it could be dangerous. Well, you know, I've said all along we're not talking vaccines because I don't want to talk <laughs> right. about it. But I do want to talk vaccines, but not okay. the COVID vaccine. Okay. Hep A B yeah. vaccine. Yeah. Typhoid yeah. vaccine. I mean, yeah. I have so much stuff in me right now. <laughs> do you I, feel funny? I, I don't really feel no. funny, but I just started yeah. thinking about all the stuff. Right. That I have taken in the last three, four, or five weeks right, to get via ready. shot uh-huh. to get ready to go. I mean, you probably had to yeah. do all that, right? Yeah. Yep. So there yep. you go. You just yeah, you do it. And it, I hope you guys do get to go. I mean, I hope you don't have any hang ups yeah. and yeah. everything. November sixth. November sixth. Away and we you'll go. Be gone for two whole weeks. Two whole weeks, but we're not here to talk about right. my Africa okay. trip. Right. We're here to talk about the news of the day okay. and how it impacts people of faith. Right. And I want to start by talking about a death. Oh, yeah. Colin Powell mm-hmm. passed away this week. And I want to just read the headline. This is from Christian Post, kind of my go to mm-hmm. news site. Mm-hmm. Colin Powell dies, dies from COVID nineteen complex locations amid cancer battle he was fully vaccinated Mm -hmm. and that's like a debbie downer Mm -hmm. headline Mm -hmm. and i think you know he did have some covid challenges but man he's 84 84 hit underlying multiple uh, multiple underlying underlying health issues and i'm not downplaying the covid aspect whatsoever but um, I, I remember him very much mm-hmm. as the guy during the Gulf War mm-hmm. in the early mm-hmm. 90s. I don't know if you remember yep. that or not. Yep. He was the general yep. at the time. Yep. And then he was the first African-American Secretary of State mm-hmm. during the George W. Bush presidency. Of course, that was all about 9-11 right. and then the war in Afghanistan and then the war in Iraq. And Kind of something that is a negative, I think, when people look at Colin Powell. He went before the U.N. and made the case for the war in Iraq because of the weapons of mass destruction that Saddam Hussein had. Turns out he Mm -hmm. didn't have that. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was just Mm -hmm. following the intelligence along the lines. But I would say that Colin Powell is going to go down in history as, you know, one of the more influential people in the last probably 30, 40 years. You know, definitely someone that comes to mind when I think of people that made an impact. And I'm surprised that we actually see this in the headline, he was fully vaccinated, because I know you don't want to go there, well, but I am, okay, it, it, I don't think that it is, 
all it's cracked up to be. Well, I'm it sorry. It may not be, but here, here's my point in the whole thing. Yeah. Okay, you can argue that, and, and you have the right to have your opinion. Mm-hmm. Others can have the right to have their opinion. My point is he's 84 years old. I mean, I would place a bet. I don't think I'm going to see 84. I really don't. I mean, it's not an oddity that 84-year-olds sure. pass away. He had cancer. He had other issues. I'm not saying COVID wasn't an issue necessarily, but... Man, if I make it to 84 and do all the things that Colin Powell did, right. I, I hope it's not a Debbie Downer. I hope it's, you know, wow, what a great life. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. a legacy that right. he left. I don't know. Right. So, But anyway, I wanted to give a shout out to Colin Powell mm-hmm. and say thank you for making an impact. And I know there are some that are unhappy with him and some that are happy with him. And that doesn't really matter Regardless necessarily. Regardless of your political. Right. Exactly. You, you feel bad when someone dies. Exactly. You feel bad for That's right. Family. Pay tribute to right. someone that I would say was an American hero. Right. Number two, and this may uh, be a little controversial. Go for it. Vice President Kamala Harris, mm-hmm. soon to be, hopefully for him, Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe, criticized for campaign ads targeting Virginia churches. 300 churches showed videos with Harris, the vice president, endorsing the Democratic gubernatorial candidate Terry McAuliffe during worship services beginning this Sunday through November 2 election day. I, it makes me sick to my stomach. I cannot that this is imagine happening. ever and, a, a political right. thing being played in our church. I can't imagine well, you would ever allow it. The right. elders would ever allow it. Right. Well, I just don't get how this is not front page news everywhere condemning right. it. It's not a Democrat thing. It's not a Republican thing. Leave it alone. And I thought, well, maybe, you know, it was just a generic. Oh, no, she's coming right out saying, I think you should go to the polls and vote for Terry McAuliffe. I had never heard of this Johnson Amendment, but apparently the Johnson Amendment says you cannot do that. That's right. So why are they doing it? Well, um, because nothing's going to happen, I think is what a lot of people would say along those lines. But again, I just think... um, we will never endorse a candidate no. here at Second Church. Mm-mm. I hope churches will not endorse candidates right. at any church. Uh, I know at our church, we have people that, man, they are proud to be Republicans. And I know people that are proud to be Democrats. Right. And I think the most important thing is that you are a Christ follower. Right. It's not about finding common ground. It's about finding that higher ground right. in Jesus Christ. But I just couldn't believe it. And I saw a <laughs> clip of it, and I thought, what in the world is going on? And what kind of churches, I mean, allow it? I, I just don't understand. That's not even why you're at church. You would hope. You would hope. Hmm. But again, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about New York's governor basically with her pro-vaccine message, yes. basically saying to the congregation, get out there. You are my delegates. Get out there. You are my mouthpiece. And I just, I, I think mm-hmm. you really run a risk mm-hmm. um, when you take a position mm-hmm. that can divide. Mm-hmm. I don't think it hurts you. I think it hurts the cause of the kingdom, mm-hmm. I guess is what I, I would so say. Too. Speaking of the cause of the kingdom, I am becoming more and more glad that I live in America and not Canada. Yeah. So you sent this to me yeah. Monday night. Right. I have to confess, I didn't get it till about 5 till 5 a.m. on Tuesday. That's, so that's I wasn't right. blowing you off. That's but right. I, I went to bed early on that night. Well, we followed this guy. Right. This is the For guy. For a while. This right. is the same guy we've been right. following. He got this is arrested. And... Well, they came into his church, right. and he was very bold. Yes. Call he said, you Nazis. are acting like Nazis. Get right. out. Right. Leave. Don't the come Gestapo. back. Yeah. yeah, very, very passionate. Yeah. But he has been fined $23,000, right. and he's been told he has to preach science. 
<laughs> I, I just couldn't believe it when I yeah. read it. Not yeah. only are they going to fine you, but they're going to try to tell you what you have to say from the pulpit. Well, you sent that to me, and I thought, you know, I better double check that. I better make sure that that's not just a slant from one uh-huh. website, which there are some that have been known right. to do it. It's across the board. Right. They basically said anything you say related to all things COVID, all things coronavirus, right. you have to back up the latest scientific evidence. And here's my question. What is the latest what is scientific evidence? It changes evidence? all of That's the time. That's what I'm saying. And right. I don't right. even believe it. Right. I know you don't want to probably have me right. go this way, but right. I don't believe all this in quote science that they're talking about. I don't believe it. But here's what I want to say to you. And I don't think you. a pastor should have to say what the government tells them to say. I don't think that it is the place on Sunday morning for you to get up if you are anti-mask, if you are pro-mask. Right. If you are anti-vaccine, right. if you are pro-vaccine. I would That's ne- not why we're here. I would never do it. That is not why we're here. Right. That's my point. Right. But it, it seems to me that Canada, for whatever reason, really has their eyes set on several preachers, Mm -hmm. and they are going after them in ways that, frankly, I just can't imagine. And when I first read this, it was 5 till 5 in the morning. Uh I thought it was America at first. I thought, you are kidding me. And then I think, is it Alberta, Canada, I want to say? Well, and and just, I mean, the fines, what are they going to do? Is someone going to be listening? I bet somebody is going to be listening. Are they going to fine him every time they say something that they don't agree with, or he doesn't word it the way they want him to word it? So here's the question. It's crazy. Well, here's the question. Are we ever moving beyond this? Are we ever going to move beyond this divisive, I don't hostile think so. environment? I don't think so, because I think this is exactly what, uh, you know, I think our country is moving towards socialism, and I think yeah. this it's globalism, and they want it to be a one world, and I think that's where we're headed, yeah. and I don't think it's going to stop, personally. You think, do you think this comes to America? I do. Do you think the day comes I where I am told you are not allowed to articulate Whatever it may be. You think that's coming? I do. I think because there are people in your congregation that try to tell you what you should or should not say. And I think it's, I think it, yes, I do think it will come. to be fair, I think there's a difference between a unhappy church member, you know, that sends that email or sends that text or, you know, confronts you on a Sunday morning and your government fining you $23,000 because they didn't like the message on you know, whatever it may be. But I think it's all tied together. Yeah, okay. I really do. I think it's the whole culture. We're getting used to saying what we want to say on social media and telling people what they should do and what they shouldn't do. And I've, I've been pretty yeah. quiet. I don't talk about it and I don't post it. Right. But I think it is ridiculous. And yes, I do think it's coming. And I, I think we can fight it. We can stand up against it. But I don't know. It's a crazy time that it's we're living. It's a crazy time. Well, hey, we're going to go to break in just a moment. And when we come back, I was blessed to be able to sit down with our congressman. Yes. Mary Miller, first-term congressman. She lives in Oakland, Illinois. It happened to be a time when you weren't around. Right. So I think you were in Chicago I during so. that time yeah. at a conference. But I was able to sit down with her a couple weeks ago, and we're going to air that interview. And I'm thankful for the faith mm-hmm. of Mary Miller. Yes. Uh, again, I want to be really clear. Second Church, we're not endorsing candidates. Right. We're not endorsing political parties. Uh, but I am thankful. Mary Miller reached out to us mm-hmm. and said, I want to do that Danville thing right. again. And she's such a I, strong Christian she is. Um, she is. woman of faith. But, um, you know, it, it's an interview. You may listen to this and you may agree with, mm-hmm. and I don't mean you, Stephanie, right. I mean our audience, you Listens. may agree with things, you may disagree with things that she says. Um, she's not really holding back her perspective mm-hmm. on things, which I like. Right. You know, I like politicians that let you know where they're coming from, right. but I think it is an important reality that we celebrate 
people of faith mm -hmm. that accept the mantle of leadership in Absolutely. our country. So before we do that, however, let's say thank you to our wonderful sponsors who make Direct Line possible each week. Of course. We're thankful for Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley, Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's, Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance, the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home, Chris and Daisha Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic, and the team at Hans Tankwash, who is sponsoring the Women's Care Clinic. This they are a wonderful quarter. crew, our sponsors. Yeah. Love them so much. Well, hey, you are listening to direct line when we come back we'll have an interview with our congresswoman mary miller hi i'm linda darby and i'm part of the third generation of darby's to own sunset funeral home in memorial park since the 1960s our family has been proud to serve vermilion county by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families and i'm ross darby i'm part of the fourth generation in our family business i want to introduce you to hall of fame plaques and signs we promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's gonna be great! You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SIPC. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. Introducing Aunt B. She is Sunset's new comfort dog. Not only will she comfort our guests, but she will also answer questions regarding youth and funerals. I'm Judy Fraser. I would suggest that you email Aunt B today. Did you know that by planning your funeral or cremation ahead of time, you can lock in today's prices and make affordable monthly payments? I'm Judy Fraser, and if pre-planning is on your mind, I would suggest that you make just one phone call. Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. 
Well, welcome back to Direct Line. And we are so blessed to be able to spend some time with Congresswoman Mary Miller. It was a year ago this time that then-candidate Mary Miller joined us on Direct Line. And I think just a couple weeks before the election, and you won that election in a landslide. First of all, congratulations, (laughs) Congresswoman Mary Miller. Well, thank you. It's been a wild ride. So talk about the experience of election day and then election night and seeing the check mark by your name. And what'd you get like? 70% of the vote. It was a crazy, crazy margin. How did it feel on that Tuesday evening in November? Well, of course, we're in COVID, so we are limited on our ability to celebrate. Right, right. Um, I, I, the whole time, I believe God was sending me there. And I know uh-huh. it sounds crazy to say that because I'm a regular person, but I just had this peace in my heart. Um, I was excited that we ran an entirely positive campaign, right. staying on the issues. I think people get weary sometimes with candidates just trashing each other. So right. um, I was proud that I could win by that margin and stick on the issues. So. On an election night like that, I mean, are you hearing from other politicians? Are you hearing from other people? Mm -hmm. What's that like as you're hearing from uh, people that maybe, you know, you've looked up to as politicians for years? Right. I got several calls, you know, lots of calls because I'd already been reaching out and making friends. But um, I remember the I think it was the next day. Yeah. uh, My son came to me. I was getting ready in the morning. And he's 18. He's kind of a jokester, his yeah. senior in high school. And, and he said, Mom, he goes, Ted Cruz is on the phone. <laughs> and he didn't cover the phone up. And I go, right. funny. Yeah. And anyway, so I get on and I said, hello. And he goes, Mary, this is Ted Cruz. Oh, wow. And he was giggling because yeah. he heard the He heard the whole thing. That's great. Yeah. But I've since then had dinner with him several times. And yeah. um, it's been great getting to know legislators out there. And I... I want to bring hopeful news back to people that there's great people out there. We might not be in the driver's seat right now. Obviously we aren't, Um, but they're there. And, uh, you know, uh, most mornings I start with there's prayer meetings with with other Congress men and women, Bible studies. Um, Before we vote on the House floor, we have little prayer meetings off to the side and, um, so, you know, I want to bring hope back to the people. Yeah. And, you know, it's the same battle from millennia past. It's right. a battle over between good and evil. Uh-huh. And actually last week with some of my colleagues, I did a press conference on critical race theory uh-huh. and we were being screamed down by wow. these Marxist yeah. and a couple things Number one, it reminded me that what makes someone ugly or beautiful is the spirit in them. And these were really ugly people. We had to go get the Capitol Police to get control because you couldn't even, you couldn't hear anything. It was hard to think, but... Um, I yeah. did divert from my topic on critical race theory, and and I said to them, "This is not a battle between black and white. Right? These are battles between good and evil." Yeah. And anyway, I believe that I'm sent there for that reason, and I want to encourage people back home that you know I don't want to diminish what everyday people are doing. It's just right. as important as what I'm doing or what I've been doing in the past. 
you know, and I want to encourage people not to be passive, but just to look for the opportunities. Absolutely. Now you talk about that incident and I did not realize that incident had happened to you, but we saw this video over the weekend where a democratic Senator, she's teaching Mm -hmm. at Arizona state university. She's going to use the restroom and radicals that don't like the way she's going to vote on. They follow her into the restroom. They're screaming at her. They're, they're videoing her as she's trying to use the restroom. I mean, What's going on in the United States of America, this incivility? Well, we've become very polarized, and I think think frustration levels are building. Okay. Um, I think we are definitely being censored, and people know it, and that's mounting the frustration. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I just want to bring civil discourse back. I think we should have a marketplace of ideas. We should be able to discuss the problems and really focus on, you know, uh, solutions and opportunities and and weigh things like good, better and best. Right. I mean, even with the whole COVID um, lockdown, I think the issue is, um, you know, what's best weighing there's there's going to be um, ramifications to the issue, however you decide. That's right. You know, just like closing the schools. Right. Um, maybe kids didn't get as sick, but right. there is also uh, psychological, Absolutely. social, yep. and intellectual damage being done by um, keeping the schools closed. We're going to feel that for years. I know. I'm afraid. Well, Absolutely. and I'm reminding people that our enemy, mm-hmm. China, yeah. they are yeah. back to work and back to school and they've been for a right. long time. Right. Hey, getting to Congress, uh-huh. give me something that has surprised you and give me something maybe that's really disappointed you. Okay. Um, surprising is how many great people are out there. Okay. Um, Patriots committed to constitutional principles, uh-huh. Christians. So that surprised me. Yeah. The other thing that surprised me, maybe I was naive going out there, but there really is something Trump derangement syndrome. Okay. It's a real thing. Still happening. Uh yeah. Okay. And the way I look at it is it doesn't matter how great it was for the American people. Uh-huh. Um, like for example, our energy independence right. or or getting control on our borders because he was involved in it. They want to dismantle the whole thing. Yeah. And so that's super disappointing. Yeah. And it's crazy that it's ongoing. I mean, he hasn't been president for almost nine months, you know, but it lingers, huh? Right. And then also, so I'm on the, um, I'm on the ag committee. That was Uh my first choice. And then education and labor. And I'm thrilled because it represents our district and it really affects all Americans. Right. But a couple of things. Number one, we don't meet in person. Right. Which is bad. We need to like zoom type of meetings. Zoom meetings. The the Democrats don't even come in Oh wow! and they're voting proxy. Okay. And then also they come to these meetings and they're talking about silly things, yeah. silly. Yeah. They're non-issues for Americans. Yeah. And um, that's yeah. very disappointing to me yeah. because, you know, we need to 
we need to address real problems and issues and get things done for the American people. I want to talk about one thing specifically that's happened in the last couple of weeks in the House of Representatives that was just unbelievably disappointing for me. Yeah. I'm very much a, a pro-life advocate. That's yes. probably my number one issue. Mm-hmm. That's first among yeah. equals for me. And the House of Representatives voted the end of September 218 to 211 to pass the Women's Health Protection Act. And as I understand it, this is a bill that if the Senate passed and President Biden signed, it would make abortion legal in almost every circumstance for the entire nine months of pregnancy in all 50 states. I mean, I don't even have the word to how how is it possible that this is a good idea? Yeah, it's super bad. First of all, uh, they they title everything right is a lie. Everything that we voted on is the opposite of what the title is. Right. So this is not about women right. or their health protection. One, right. And it's, it's extremely radical. It's yeah. going to override state laws, yeah. uh, which is just that in itself is... Yeah. That's un-American. I know. <laughs> you would think. And, you know, you know these laws are, are to limit abortion. Because right. remember when they first passed... Roe v. Wade. They right. wanted it to be rare. Right. Safe, and, legal, and rare yes. was well, what now, they threw out. Yes. So a lot of these states are limiting it. Right. They are requiring that women are informed. Right. So they don't want women to have informed consent. Right. They are going to make it illegal to require a sonogram, yeah. which is a window to the womb. Yeah. And... Um, I've heard, I I haven't fact checked this, but I've heard people that work um, to advocate for against abortion that they've Uh said women that have sonograms, 80 to 90% of them change their mind. And then then also they're going to require health. They're going to take away the religious exemption from healthcare workers, which is, is, it's just terrible. It is. And it of course was voted down party lines. Right. Um, But on the House floor, we are allowed to give one-minute speeches, yeah. um, great speeches from the Republicans, um, scriptures read. Yeah. Um, you know, I know I called for our country to acknowledge our sin and to weep and mourn and to change yeah. our minds. Yeah. People have changed their minds over history on right. things. Right. Um, I, I was reminded of... Uh, George Washington Carver, when he discovered germ theory and he tried to go tell the physicians. And at that time, they would go into surgery, they'd go to the morgue, then they'd go deliver a baby. They took pride in how much blood they wiped on their clothes. And they were spreading germs and he tried to tell them and they mocked him. And And he was right. (laughs) He was right. And we obviously now we think it's absurd, but we're at the same point. Just like he had the microscope and he saw it. We have the sonogram, a window to the womb. This is, this is not following the science. This is going in the opposite direction. And, you know, I think the good news it sounds like is there's very little chance it's going to pass the Senate from what I'm hearing more than likely. But I just thought it was crazy that, um, we have traveled from safe, legal, and rare yeah. to eight-month, three-and-a-half-week yeah. abortions being championed, right. yes. you know, being celebrated. Yeah. I just, 
is heartbreaking to me. It really is. And you talk about minds being changed. You know, Dr. Bernard Nathanson was the uh-huh. leading abortionist yes. in our country. And it was the sonogram that I changed know. him. The science yes. changed him. And of course, the movie, The Silent Scream. Yes. I mean, that's history. But um, you're exactly right. We must mm-hmm. never stop proclaiming the truth. Mm-hmm. What's it like when you share on the house floor, you share a speech? I mean, mm-hmm. are you being affirmed by some or people just checking out on the other side? What's that like? Okay. Well, a lot of times, you know, not everybody's there. And like I said, a lot of Democrats okay. aren't there, but the speaker will be there and the people pres- presiding over the house floor. Yeah. And I guess personally, in my mind, I feel like they're listening. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. And then we're praying for him. Right. And just like Dr. Bernard, what was his Nathanson, last? Nathanson, yeah. Okay. Um, number one, he changed his mind. Right. He actually started NARAL. Yes. And and so then when he saw the sonogram, what are we doing? He changes right. his mind, gets on the other side. Then later on in his life, he literally repented right. toward God and became a follower of yep. Christ. Yep. And I know he's since passed, but right. you know that's our hope is that people will change their mind. And I think we should... I think we should have a campaign like change your mind campaign and make it easy for people to acknowledge. Um, So have you seen Abby Prescott's or Abby Abby Johnson's um, movie? I think that's such a great movie too. And she has a fantastic ministry and I think like 400 um, abortion workers, doctors and nurses have left the industry uh, through her ministry. But, and again, she's someone that was, she was Planned Parenthood. I mean, that was her world and she had a change and you're exactly right. We must never stop telling the truth and promoting the truth and hoping that change will happen. Well, there's a lot of political pundits out there that are saying 2022 is going to be the year of the Republicans Uh and the Republicans are going to take back the house. Do you feel that confidence? Does the Republican caucus feel that? I mean, is there just one Republican caucus or are there multiple groups? What's that like? Yeah, there's multiple caucuses. So I belong to the Republican study committee and then also the freedom caucus. And they would be the more conservative, Republicans that um, stick to the party platform and to, you know, constitutional principles. Definitely. Oh, everybody's super confident that we're going to take back the house. Um, It's the, the Democrats are just too far. They are not. So the Democrats of the past had an expanded and a liberal view of the role of government. Right. And, but today these people are Marxists and their ideas are bad. They, they disincentivize things that would promote for healthy culture and economy. And I believe Americans see it. And then, you know, the open border. Um, so I think it hasn't been very long since, our disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. Uh, what a heartbreaking, very heartbreaking visual. Yeah. But the, but people were upset to see the fall of Afghanistan, Yeah. but they should be upset and they should be very scared because yeah. that is being foisted on us right now by this porous border. Yeah. And uh, so sadly, our president, who took an oath to uphold the Constitution and our laws, he is advertising, incentivizing, and literally facilitating an invasion of our country. Yeah. And if you combine that with they're trying to pass, you know, in this continuing resolution infrastructure right combined thing that they're trying to pass amnesty. And if you combine those two things, sadly, 
it is over for our country. We will yeah. have one party rule. And, you know, I'm not for one party rule. Right. Uh, right. I right. mean, it's just not healthy. It's not the American way. No. So you look at what's happening in the House of Representatives on the Democratic side of things right now. It looks like they've got their own little civil war kind yes. of bubbling up. Yeah. They couldn't even bring an, right. a vote on the infrastructure yeah. plan. Were you surprised or not really? Um, not really. Okay. But there's another, I mean, President Biden has failed, failed colossally right, and just right. layered crisis upon crisis. Right. But, you know, one of the things he said was he was going to unify the right. country. He was going to be a moderate. Oh, my. And he was going to bring everybody together. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. we've all been guilty of telling a lie, right. but these people are right. liars. Right. They are planning to lie and yeah. they do it unashamedly. And um, so I'm not surprise, but we need to pray that it continues. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it doesn't look like, I mean, we're recording on the first Monday in October. It doesn't look like there's any end in sight, but, um, you know, to me, when you had 69 senators signing off on this infrastructure bill mm -hmm. and you may love it, you may hate it. Mm -hmm. But to me, that's something that I would think would motivate a speaker of the house to say, man, we need to push this forward. They haven't even right. voted on it yet. Yeah. You haven't even had a vote. Well, they've combined the two right. bills. I know. And I then know. on top of it, the infrastructure is really non-infrastructure. Right. Um, I think 8% is what we're hearing is Bridges the, and, yeah, yeah. what we would call traditional infrastructure, and which we need. Right. And, you know, the government's so out of control and doing things they shouldn't be doing. Right. But securing our borders. Yep. Um, providing to protect the people, yeah. to punish evildoers, right. and provide infrastructure, and then yeah. trade trade um, opportunities. Right. Those are key um, yeah. roles of the federal government, Absolutely. and they are totally abdicating those things. Do you hear from a lot of residents of the 15th Congressional District, or not really? No, I do. Okay. And I, I love it. Yeah. So I love being in the district, yeah. um, visiting with businesses, manufacturers, going to churches. Yeah. I've had some faith roundtables, uh -huh. um, uh, economic roundtable, also a roundtable for our um, uh, police. Yeah. And um, so it's great. And I, I appreciate the input that I'm getting. Yeah. And actually, I had a gentleman call me who was upset over a vote I made. Okay. And I said, first of all, because I didn't, hadn't even yeah. gotten into anything, but I said, thank you so much for calling. Yeah. And I said, I believe one of the problems in our country that's caused a breakdown in our country is that we lack transparency and accountability with our public officials. Right. And I always want to welcome that. And every good public official should welcome that Absolutely. in their life. And um, it turned out that he fell for the title of the bill. Oh. And I had explained to him that it was the opposite of yeah. what the bill was. So. Well, good for him yeah. for reaching out. I you know. know. And I got to tell you, I was on your website this morning preparing mm -hmm. for this interview. Very user friendly. You oh, have good. a submission form. Mm -hmm. It lists a whole top uh, variety of topics that people can click on. And I just encourage you, if you're a resident of the 15th Congressional District, take advantage of a congresswoman that wants yeah. to hear from you. Well, we're here to serve. And I actually, I kind of... Um, uh, shrink from the title politician, yeah. but I believe that I'm a servant representative and my staff, we're here to serve the people, the Illinois 15, and then yeah. to represent you in DC.
That's great. Last question. Sure. Uh, Direct Line is a radio program on secular radio, but a lot of people that listen each mm-hmm. Thursday are people yeah. of faith. How can people of faith pray for you, for your family, and for your role as Congresswoman? Thank you so much for asking. Yeah. Well, um, I do believe that there's satanic attack uh-huh. on us, so I appreciate prayers uh-huh. in light of that. That, yeah. And then for courage, uh-huh. um, that... And then I think it's really key, especially in the situation we're finding ourselves in now that we're not in the driver's seat, uh-huh. that we're effective communicators. Yeah. And I, I, I think moving our great ideas forward for the future is we want to be an excellent communicator. Yeah, well, that's great. Well, Mary Miller, Congresswoman for the 15th Congressional District, thank you for coming back to Direct Line. You have a standing okay. invitation well, anytime. You. All I need is about 30 minutes notice. I'll get Tobin, our <laughs> sound guy in here. We'll be ready to go. And you're always welcome to join us at Second Church here in Danville. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. You're listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back after this. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyd's of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Hans Tankwash is thankful for the impact of Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Here now from Executive Director Bethany Hager. For almost 30 years, Women's Care Clinic has provided free services to local women and men making pregnancy decisions. We offer pregnancy testing, ultrasound scanning, parenting education, group support, and assistance with all the items parents need to welcome home baby. Thank you, Vermillion County, for all your support. Find us at danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty, LLC. Member SIP. 
Hans Tankwash is thankful for the impact of Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Here now from Executive Director Bethany Hager. For almost 30 years, Women's Care Clinic has provided free services to local women and men making pregnancy decisions. We offer pregnancy testing, ultrasound scanning, parenting education, group support, and assistance with all the items parents need to welcome home baby. Thank you, Vermilion County, for all your support. Find us at danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It is Thursday, October 21. And again, Stephanie, thankful for Mary Miller. Yes, and you did a great job interviewing well, I'm her. I'm just disappointed you weren't able to be a part of it. But one of the things I love about Mary Miller is we don't know how long she's going to serve in Congress. Obviously, you know, the whole Illinois thing's up for grabs because we know we're losing a congressional seat. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Mary hasn't announced any plans. And we don't even know what the districts are going to look like. Right. But um, I'm just thankful that we have someone that is a part of one of our Fellowship of Churches, mm-hmm, uh, Oakland mm-hmm, Christian Church, mm-hmm. and someone that is a person of faith and unashamed to share about her faith. And someone who has raised good, wonderful yes, children yes. and, you know, just has been a farm wife yep. all, all of her life and, um, yeah. you know, just down home and it not, says, I'm ready to serve. I'd not seen her in a year yeah. and she walked in like we talked last <laughs> week, you know, and I just, yeah. and I think that there's some people, they just have that. I don't know if it's a quality or what they just have that ability to be able to come in and put you at ease and just really connect Mm -hmm. with you. But really thankful Mm -hmm. that she took time to visit with us. And next time I'm going to let you take the lead. Oh boy. With Mary Miller. Okay. Hey, several things. We've got about 10 minutes left in our show. Several things. Haitian authorities sadly announced the kidnapping of 17 missionaries on Saturday. And, you know, Haiti is just a train wreck in so many ways. It's the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. Mm -hmm. Their president was assassinated earlier this year. It just Mm -hmm. sounds like it's a free-for-all in a lot of ways. And here's what's heartbreaking for me. You've got this mission organization out of Ohio that is sending these people to Haiti to try to make a difference in the name of Jesus. And they've kidnapped 17 of them, and they're demanding a $17 million ransom. What in now, the world this is, is not, going on? This is not the first time that this that, band, I mean, this band this has gang, done this. Right. Here's my question. Are, right. are the people that have been kidnapped ever returned? Yeah, I think are, they are. are they killed? I, I think they are, but I think a lot of times they pay a ransom. Now, I got to tell you, um, I don't know how you come up with $17 million. Especially, aren't these, this mission group, they're like Amish, Mennonite, right? right? They're out of I mean, your uh, Ohio my, area, yeah. I think. I mean. Well, you tell me. You're the expert. They probably have more money than we do. I don't know. The Amish probably know how to save better, but I I, I don't know. It's I just, just thought it was heartbreaking terrible. that you have people that are saying, I want to run to where the need is. Right. I want to do it in the name of Jesus. And you have people. And, and again, Haiti's not the only place that this is happening. We've right. chronicled the kidnappings of school children in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. China, look at what they're doing to Christians there. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, as messed up as our country is at times, as frustrated as I get with our country at times, Man, um, I am thankful for the blessings that we have, even oh, in the midst sure. of chaos. In it sounds a lot of like ways. their organization, though, is fully trusting God to take care of yeah. them. I mean, yeah. they quote Psalm 91 in this article, you know, uh, God is my refuge, my fortress, and him will I trust. But still, I mean, you know, where do they take these people? What do they do with them? I, yeah. I don't know. And some you know, of them are children. Right. right? That's they what I'm saying. Children. Right. It's just so Ugh, heartbreaking to see is. it happen 
and it's a reminder our world's a broken place. Isn't it, though? And our world needs Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I just admire Christians that say, you know, here I am, mm -hmm. send me. Mm -hmm. And they run into trouble. They run into the line of, um, mm -hmm. I don't want to say fire, but mm -hmm. uh, of threat, right. you know, of danger. And they do it in a great way. Well, we need to be praying for them. We do. Absolutely. Sure. And if you are a person of prayer, mm -hmm. please be praying for this situation in Haiti. Hey, a year ago, we covered um, an unfortunate happening mm -hmm. in the Christian world. Mm -hmm. Menlo Park Church mm -hmm. in the San Francisco area was led by John Ortberg for many years. I've said many times, he's one of my favorite preachers. He was accused of misconduct. He went on leave. They did an investigation. They came back. He served for a while. More information came out. Mm -hmm. And I think it was August of 2020 that he, he mm -hmm. said, I'm done. Mm -hmm. He preached a farewell message, mm -hmm. and it's maybe the best mm -hmm. farewell message that I I've agree. ever heard. I've got mm -hmm. it in my file. So I, do I. <laughs> I may need to lean into it at some time. But um, an investigation took place uh -huh. because there was abuse charges made about a member that turned out to be his child, Correct. and the allegations were made by his another one child. of his children, yes. and they interviewed a hundred people. Wrap your brain around that yeah. for just a minute. Yeah. I mean, how long would it take to do a hundred interviews, and there was not a single mm -hmm. evidence mm -hmm. of abuse mm -hmm. that took place? Mm -hmm. Not not one. Right. And what do I make of this? Um, I was really sad when I read this. Mm -hmm. I, I thought to myself, did Ortberg jump the gun? By resigning. I mean, mm -hmm. he obviously made a mistake. You know, he, he withheld information. You can make the, you know, draw the conclusion because it was his son that mm -hmm. probably should have come to the forefront. There should have been action that took place. Can I tell you, I don't think I'm uh, very objective at times when mm -hmm. it comes to my kids. Right. Well, particularly um, when there's no evidence of anything right, right. being done wrong. Well, I think the deal was he knew of the inclinations that right. his son had. Right. And the, the problem that was raised is why did he not step in and make sure that his child was removed from service? If I understand that correctly, mm -hmm. it's been a year. Mm -hmm. But yeah, 100 interviews. I mean... Can I be honest with you? If you all interviewed 100 people in my past about me, mm -hmm. I don't know that I'm coming through scot-free, mm -hmm. having lived perfect in every situation mm -hmm. in every way, but mm -hmm. just sad. And here's the question I've been asked by a ton of people. Where is John Ortberg? What's he I doing? Don't know. I you know? know? I mean, yeah, honestly. I know. I know. I mean, you want to talk about radio silence. Right. And uh, I, Maybe for he's one, writing another him. book. Maybe. Maybe. I but I just, you know, I think we need the John Ortbergs of mm -hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. Preaching the good news, in my opinion, you know, I, and I agree. I listen to him quite yeah. often because I I transcribe typing, his sermons. Yeah. yeah, what a wonderful oh, yeah. speaker. I mean, you know, I think I'm going to do something this week. I, I think I did it a year ago, but I'm going to link that final sermon, mm -hmm. that farewell mm -hmm. sermon. Mm -hmm. And if you get a chance, uh, mm -hmm. listen. I think it's mm -hmm. only like 20 minutes yeah. long. It's not very long, right. but um, so humble, mm -hmm. you know, so kingdom. Mm -hmm. And um, man, I just have always appreciated him. and Well, and it makes you now, a year later, go back, listen to it, and you realize there was no, no wrongdoing. Did, he, did he maybe make not the best decision right. initially, but there was no wrongdoing. Right. And then to hear it, how right. loving and kind and compassionate he was for his right. congregation. And, right. and just think, too, of the turmoil that must be in his family. Child and child, I know. How, how sad that is. Yep. And I so agree. maybe it's been a year of healing. I don't know. Maybe a year... I would hope that maybe he and his children maybe have worked through some of that. I don't I know. I hope so, too. I just, um, yeah, just really sad, the situation. Allegations can really they can. That's hurt. Right. No, you're not kidding. But God has a plan for him. The master healer. 
the great physician, yeah, I mean, right? Maybe yeah. the year is, yeah. I, who knows what happened in that year. Yeah. Okay. Hey, so last year, um, one of the themes of 2020 was defund the police. Yes. Uh-huh. And so this article hit me on Tuesday morning of this week, and it comes to us from the Daily Wire, and it's entitled basically refund the police <laughs> and how many uh, prominent mm-hmm. cities are a year later saying we messed up and uh, we need to right a wrong. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking cities like Austin, Texas, Mm -hmm. New York City, Mm -hmm. Los Angeles, and maybe the most liberal city in the country, Burlington, Mm -hmm. Vermont. Mm -hmm. They are returning significant dollars to police budgets. And you know why? You know why? Because crime has been out of control. What is it? Up 80? Oh. What is it? What does it say? How many? Crazy. I don't even know what it is. Crazy the amount of increase that's taken place. I mean, homicide. Yeah. yeah, Homicide rates jumped 30%. But just across the board, crime is on the rise. And here's the thing I appreciate, though, is I appreciate politicians who I probably don't agree with Mm -hmm. on almost anything. Let me just say Mm -hmm. that. But they're realizing, you know, we really messed this up. Mm -hmm. We realized we got caught up in this movement Mm -hmm. and it seemed cool to say defund the police and everything's going to be great. And they're looking their cities and they're not it's not going well but are they going to remember it the next time the next big thing happens I don't know. and people are crying out this is the yep. police's fault i don't know i can't uh, answer that but i have to tell you i think it is great that places like new york city and los angeles and austin texas and burlington vermont are saying we messed up and we are going to increase funding you know they are call the police going to come ref- back I, well that's the big issue Would that's they? playing out i you know I, I don't know that yeah. I would. Again, I, I don't have the facts in front of me. I wasn't planning on talking about this, but uh, I, I listened to a podcast this week about what's happening in Seattle. Mm-hmm. You know, they lost so many police in the summer of 2020, mm-hmm. and then now there's these COVID mandates that mm-hmm. they're losing more police, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're saying it's a catastrophic situation, and they're almost begging people mm-hmm. to come and serve in law mm-hmm. enforcement. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm thankful for Danville. I'm thankful for the surrounding communities, mm-hmm. and it seems mm-hmm. like there's a lot of positive that's happening. But here's the message. We've shared it a lot. Support your law enforcement. That's right. Have good things to say about your law enforcement. That's right. Obey the law. Well, obey it. But even beyond <laughs> and that, support him. why do we not have more good news out there? Why is it only when something bad happens that we say something? Why is it only when we're upset about something mm-hmm. that we say something? And I'm telling you right now, if you see someone in law enforcement and, and you're thankful for them, mm-hmm. let them know. Well, I think sometimes, I mean, I don't, my life is pretty calm. I don't have a lot of things happen to me. It's not really till you have that interaction with police or firemen or whatever that you realize they're really here for us, for right. me to help me in my time of need. Right. And I think sometimes if you don't have those times of need, you Maybe. don't. But I just think it's a great reminder um, when you're in a situation like we are, mm-hmm. which I think is a much healthier situation mm-hmm. than in Austin, sure. Texas sure. or Burlington, right. Vermont. right. Don't take it for granted right? and right. speak up and speak positively. And, you know, I, I will say without any embarrassment whatsoever, I am thankful for mm-hmm. chief of police, mm-hmm. Chris Yates. Right. I'm thankful for the people that have just been promoted mm-hmm. in leadership roles. Mm-hmm. Have they always been perfect in every way? Absolutely not. Have I always been perfect right. in every right. way? Absolutely right. not. But I'm thankful that for people that, that run mm-hmm. to trouble right. when the rest of us are running away. Well, from I hope that. refund the police is the new That's mantra. Cool thing, isn't it? Of Defund you the heard police. it first on direct line. That's right. Refund the police. <laughs> refund. Okay. Hey, good news. I need to do this quickly. In 1781, this week, October 19, the Americans defeat the British at Yorktown. I was at Yorktown. 
11 years ago, 12 years ago. It is an incredible Isn't site, it? the battlefield there. Mm -hmm. And that's really considered the time that the Americans were able to say we've won the Revolutionary mm -hmm. War. So well wow. done. Well done. Revolutionary Thank troops <laughs> 240 something years yes. ago. Well, hey, on behalf of my friend Stephanie Spangler, this is Greg Taylor saying thanks so long. Special thanks to Mary yes. Miller for being with us mm -hmm. this week. Mm -hmm. You're listening to Direct Line and we hope you'll join us next week.